It's another week and another episode of Last Call with Chris Michaels. This is uh, basically, hopefully, this will have better audio quality than the last time I've jacked up the volume levels. I'm also basically slobbering all over my microphone. And uh, hope this should be better than last time because there was, a, as always with this stupid soundboard, there is this quality to it that is just lacking. And it's supposed to be a good soundboard. It's supposed to be a good microphone, but it just drives me up the fucking wall with this bullshit. Just never, ever works right. But, okay, so what? a lot of things happen. We've got a lot of things going on with Corona. We've got a lot of things going on with Dr. Fauci and also Donald Trump. And uh, what he did over the weekend, he gave some uh, the, the the ardent Trump supporters this weekend thought that the Trump speech was this all oh, over the top. He is back. Oh, we're so glad to have Donald Trump back. I thought it was okay. It wasn't amazing. It was okay. He, he didn't say everything that was amazing. Certain things. Fine, uh, but overall, nothing really that outrageous, nothing really that exciting in all of this. But, you know, whatever. The left came out, and they desperately tried to uh, destroy the man yet again. And we had mainstream media morons, I think the guy's name was Friedman, oddly enough, uh, out there promoting the theory that Donald Trump, during his speech decided to put on his pants backward. And these people, these never-Trumpers, these morons, decided to try and run this up the flagpole, and they were horribly upset by the fact that Donald Trump did, in fact, put his pants on properly with the fly in the front. I, I mean, these people are children. They're they're man childs. They're, they're, it's it's so stupid. How could anybody honestly believe that Trump is going to put his pants on backwards and 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 want to believe that and fervently believe that it something like that could happen? It's these people are mentally deranged. They are truly deranged. Um, but Trump did something else. He said he said a certain phrase. At 9 minutes, 11 seconds, 9-11, into the speech, he said the words plus, plus, plus. And that coordinated with a, uh, supposedly coordinated with a Q post. We all remember Q, how Q was supposed to be out there, trust the plan, trust the plan, trust the plan. So Trump said plus, 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 Call that, and that coordinated with a Q post. Big effing deal. Nothing, nothing outrageous happens. Uh, certain people within the me and I've got I, like, I mean this is gonna be I was see the problem that I that I just ran into was that I started to run through all of Fauci's emails and I went down a rabbit hole I had every intention on doing a quick and dirty podcast but then I and and prep it properly so that I can just run through all the stuff but then that didn't happen because I started to go down the email rabbit hole I, I didn't find a lot of things that were that were stunning. Uh, but the one of the things that I did find, which was odd, is that you would not believe how many people from the media, all over the media, whether it's CNN, uh, NBC, 60 Minutes, NPR, a lot of NPR, 
emailing Dr. Fauci looking for any little bit of any little phrase that can be construed that Dr. Fauci is being muzzled by Donald Trump in some way. I mean, they ask, they pepper him with questions in so many different ways and fashions and use different words and phrases because they are, they were looking for a story that they could bash Trump with. They wanted Trump to, or they wanted Dr. Fauci to tell them that Trump was muzzling Dr. Fauci. And for what it's worth, Dr. Fauci repeatedly said, I am not being muzzled in any way. The only time I have been told not to give a public appearance is when the president is also going to be giving a speech at for some reason at some time. That's the only time I've been told not to go on the air. So for what it's worth, that hook-nosed little jerk Dr. Fauci did say something honest, which is surprising. Uh, somebody that's not, and we'll get more into Dr. Fauci later on, the, what somebody that's not um, honest uh, when she doesn't have a mouthful is none other than Kamala Harris. So Kamala Harris, now this is the interesting thing about Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris went to Guatemala. Now why would she be going to Guatemala right now? She, another, oh God, another awful thing about Kamala Harris is that yesterday, June 6th, was the anniversary, I think the 77th anniversary, of D-Day during World War II, June 6th, 1944. Uh, the Western Allies invaded Normandy in Europe, and you have know, Saving Private Ryan and all that other nonsense, right? Kamala Harris, neither, nor did uh, Joe Biden, none of them said anything about D-Day and June 6th being the anniversary of that. In fact, Kamala Harris, on her plane, decided to walk back to the press quarters where they have the reporters. That You know, reporters fly on Air Force One and Two and whatever. And hand out cookies that were made in her image. So we've got this little cookie of this hair in a, in a, in a, in a suit... And a pearl necklace and everything. And what you're handing out cookies of yourself in your own image on the anniversary of D-Day, whilst not mentioning D. I mean, how narcissistic do you have to get to do something like that? How unpresidential? Can you imagine this? Kamala Harris, Joe Biden slips on one step, keels over, and poof, he's in a coma, and Kamala Harris is the president. Could you imagine somebody like this being the president of the United States? I mean, the only person with more narcissism is probably Bill Clinton or Barack Obama. That's it. That's it. Kamala Harris goes to Guatemala. Now, why does she go to Guatemala? Supreme Court came out 9-0. to zero. Nine to zero. There is no room for debate that said if you are here illegally, you do not have a path to citizenship. Oops, that means a lot of bad things for Democrats. She went down to Guatemala. I want to emphasize that the goal of our work is to help Guatemalans find hope at home. At the same time, I want to be clear to folks in this region, she says, who are thinking about making the dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. So she's she flew down to Guatemala. 
and told people do not immigrate emigrate to the United States. Does that make her a racist now? If Donald Trump said something like that, immediately he's a xenophobe and he should be thrown into prison because he hates people that aren't white. What's Kamala Harris's excuse? Could it have something to do with the Supreme Court case? Or could it have something to do with something else? Because Kamala Harris took off and had to turn around and land back in the United States. So there was some sort of mechanical issue. The other thing about this whole... The, the, the joke here, by the way, is that Kamala Harris can fly over the southern border of the United States, but she won't visit it, nor will she comment on it. That's neither here nor there. But the reason why Kamala Harris is going to Guatemala at this time is that there is a sorority of very, very high-ranking females in this country. They belong to, I forgot the name of the sorority, but we're talking about Hillary Clinton-level females, uh, people within, within business, politics, law, banking, all of these women, part of a sorority. They go down to Central America every year, every year, and they have a big old powwow down there. If anyone has heard of Bohemian Grove, where a whole bunch of men go to the woods of California to perform satanic rituals, we're talking about the same thing. Uh, if anyone out there has heard of one president, Richard Nixon, he's also visited Bohemian Grove and described it as the faggiest goddamn thing I've ever been to. So, little witticisms from old Tricky Dick. Same thing going on in Guatemala. And that was a quote, by the way. I didn't make that up. That is a quote from uh, former President Nixon. Same thing going on in Guatemala. We're talking about uh, a basically a sorority of women going down there to perform some sort of satanic rituals or Luciferian rituals because it is just that about it's just that time of year. They do this kind of thing. We're on the cusp of summer, so there's a lot of rituals that go on right now. Uh, so, ugh, just a bunch of ickiness going on in that direction. I mean, I never liked Kamala Harris anyway. So, uh, you know, if she never comes back, that would not be that unfortunate. What else is going on right now? Oh, gosh. We've got a Yale professor. Yale professor of medicine, by the way. She is so hateful towards White people. Oh, she can't stand white people. Miss Aruna Kilananani. K-H-I-L-A-N-A-N-I. Kilanani. Kilanani. Okay. So apparently when this basset hound isn't digging holes underneath fences, she's talking she's fantasizing about killing white people. I had fantasies of unloading a revolver into the head of any white person that got in my way, burying their body, wiping my bloody hands as I walked away relatively guiltless with a bounce in my step, like I did the world a fucking favor. Listen, sweetheart, nobody gives a shit about your stupid 
mindset here and your your fucking wet dreams about killing people of a certain race. I'd love to know where you got that idea from. I would suspect it's from some slanted communist organization that just loves talking about how white people are the source of all of the world's woes. Now, I'm not going to argue with that. They White people did some pretty awful things for the past thousand years or so. However... You can't really argue that anymore in the United States. Can't do it anymore. So if I were you, uh, I would shut the hell up. And also, Yale should do everything in its power to remove this person. But we all know that that will not happen because this kind of rhetoric is fully accepted throughout the intelligentsia in the United States. I mean, you got people apologizing for being white. Oh, gosh, I can't. Oh, if, if I knew then what I knew now, I would never have incarnated as a white person. I'm going to spend thousands of dollars just to kiss the feet of somebody of a darker complex. I mean, stop it. You sound ridiculous. You are ridiculous. You're a moron. And you really got to get a grip on all this stuff. This is nothing to heal anything. It's all nonsense. Rand Paul was out there. Now, this kind of, this is going to bleed into what we were talking. Oh, do we want to do that first? Do I want to do Fauci and COVID or do I want to do auditing? Well, let's do, let's do a little bit of uh, auditing first or maybe not. Let's see what we got here. A lot of stuff going on when it comes to these audits. Now, when I say these audits, we're talking about people that have been performing forensic audits of the ballots in Arizona, Pennsylvania, and everything else, and all of these other states. So, now, all of these items that we're talking about with these audits, we've brought up before. And it is kind of disturbing what we're finding out. Lots of... Lots of um, Ballots being submitted at the same time uh, over and over again. One woman in uh, Georgia, Fulton County, Georgia, her name is Ruby Freeman. Now, Ruby Freeman is longtime Democrat operative. She goes around and she has been found guilty all throughout her life, pretty much, of skewing the votes cheating, voter fraud, all of that stuff. She's done it for decades. She's very well known when it comes to the Board of Elections and everybody else down there. Well, it turns out that her daughter, Shay Moss, Andrea Shay Moss, was what? She was a ballot counting queen. She was part of a group of about 100 people that were responsible for counting the ballots in Fulton, Georgia. They had about 75,000 ballots to get through, okay? Shea Moss alone, alone out of about 75 to 100 people, alone was responsible for somehow counting 10,000 ballots. Are you almost... (laughs) She's responsible for counting a seventh of the ballots, little, uh, almost uh, 13%. Of all the ballots she's responsible for? Get out of here. Get, or I shouldn't say that, about 10%. The, she, that, that is ridiculous. We find out that Shay Moss, Ruby Freeman, and another guy, I can't, I can't remember the guy's name, but these people were on the surveillance film that we all know and love, that we all saw with 
during during the um uh, during the election when everybody was rushed out of the uh vote counting facility and then lo and behold they take out all of these ballots from underneath the table and quickly shove them through the ballot counting machines quickly quickly they found out which ballots were mostly Democrat, and they ran those ballots through in Fulton County multiple times. Now, we also find out that the voting records, the voter records, were not cleaned up in Fulton County, which means that dead people were still on the voter records. Now we have evidence of people, according to Trump, according to Mike Lindell, other people, we have evidence of dead people requesting a ballot and then subsequently voting and having their ballot uh, counted multiple times. So not only is the phrase vote early, vote often prescient, but we also have the idea of that even if you're dead, you can still vote. And not only can you vote once, you can vote multiple times. And this is what's going on or what has gone on. So now... For what it's worth, for what it's worth, Raffensperger, the 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 one the uh, the secretary Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, he's the one that came out there around election time and said there are no way is there anything nefarious going on in Fulton County nor any other county in the good state of Georgia. Well, the state of Georgia was riddled with nonsense. For what it's worth, Raffensperger has been, I think he's been censured, uh, or they're trying to censor, censure him. Uh, a whole bunch of Georgia Republicans are not very happy with him. And for what it's worth, and I hope it goes beyond that, they are not very happy with him, and they will shut this guy down. What else do we know? We know, we know for a fact that people from Pennsylvania, people from uh, Georgia, people from Nevada, icky thing going on in Nevada. They have all sent representatives over to uh, Arizona to find out, to find out how they are performing these audits. And so what's going on is Arizona is the blueprint and Arizona is going to be the poster child on how to forensically audit all of the ballots in a state. Arizona is going to be the first domino to fall. Once they get those things out, and once they get those results out, we're really going to see how all of this happened. What else is new is that the... I forgot the guy's name. He's the one heading the audit in Arizona. He said... Oh, we are going to be finished counting. Now, the Democrats and the mainstream media, they are out there saying, oh, the forensic audit is going to take months and months, months out, and we're never going to finish this. The, I forgot the guy's name, but the head of this audit in Arizona said, guess what? We are going to be finished with the audit by June 14th. Now, oddly enough, what else occurs on June 14th? But, and he tweeted that. Specifically, he tweeted June 14th. But oddly enough, uh, Donald Trump's birthday is June 14th. So that's a little message to everybody out there basically saying the cat's out of the bag and we're not going to be able to keep this thing uh, too much of a secret for very much longer. 
Now, the reason why I bring up those audits and the reason why uh, we have Trump coming out, the reason why we have uh, a, a lot of other weird things going on is because we suspect that something nefarious is going on. Does anybody remember the story about El Chapo's wife? El Chapo's wife uh, was kidnapped, not kidnapped, but she was arrested, and she's been supposedly been uh, snitching as the day is long, a stool pigeon like no other, singing like a canary. I don't know how many other, uh, 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 not anachronisms, I don't know how many other, I can't think of the word right now, to equate what she's doing. If we remember a couple of incidences that happened throughout 2020 and 2019, we have all of these earthquakes going on all over the place. And all of these earthquakes miraculously have the same magnitude. They're all magnitude 5.3. We had it in Nevada, oddly enough, just outside of a weapons testing facility, so a DUMB, D-U-M-B, Deep Underground Military Base, that kind of thing we're talking about. We're talking about underground bunkers. We're talking about structures that go down below the earth for stories, literally stories, uh, that kind of thing. They're all, I suspect, they were all being destroyed, and they were being destroyed by essentially micro-nukes or tactical nukes Moabs, things like that, because you're not going to get a 5.3 magnitude earthquake in the middle of nowhere that's never been recording, uh, recorded to have an earthquake. Well, guess what? We have that right now going on in California. Over the weekend, I think over 300 earthquakes happened, including a major one at, oddly enough, 5.3 magnitude. Uh, so they are, we're thinking that they have found some of these tunnels that have gone on uh, between the people uh, trafficking guns, drugs, and people uh, into the United States. El Chapo's wife is responsible for some of that. Now, we also take the same thing and apply it to what's going on in Israel. All of a sudden, Bibi Netanyahu, who I have almost zero respect for, is now kicked out of government. I mean, the guy, I don't, the guy should be really looked at for being a war criminal. Uh, he's finally kicked out, and all of a sudden we've got sinkholes occurring all over Israel. And people were saying that just before we heard the sinkhole, or before we saw the sinkhole, we heard loud explosions. Now, why would there be loud explosions below ground for a supposed naturally occurring uh, issue like a sinkhole. Well, oddly enough, I would I would wager a guess that there is some sort of underground war going on right now, and it is happening all across the world because something is about to happen. We had today in the Capitol area, the U.S. Capitol Police are busy preparing for the next Capitol Hill riot. They were telling people, don't be alarmed at low-flying helicopters. is just a training exercise. So they had helicopters all over uh, Washington, D.C. There were people reporting four military-style hel helicopters landing on the West Lawn and then taking off a few minutes later in pairs and flying westward over the National Wall at least twice. 
So the, the when I see things like this, immediately I say, mm, "There's got to be something else going on." I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all because when you're seeing these exercises, a lot of these times, a lot of the times, these exercises go live, and that means that. Uh, well, it means that something else is about to happen or something else is going to happen. And that means, well, they're either transporting somebody, they're kidnapping some or arresting somebody. Um, and they are really marking their territory. I mean, Kamala Harris today alone, if you saw her speaking in Guatemala, she, she looks despondent. She doesn't look like her peppy self. Uh, um, by the way, she was greeted by a whole bunch of people saying, uh, Kamala, leave. Kamala, go home. Trump won. You lost. Things like that. Um, so that was a lot of fun to watch her to see that. But she looked despondent, almost like she was overwhelmed. Uh, so I, th I, this is my prediction. I think something is really going to come out, and it's going to be fairly monumental. Um, and I do think it's going to happen over the next couple of weeks, probably by, uh, what's today, June 7th. I wouldn't be surprised if within the next month, possibly July 4th, um, we may have something that is extremely disturbing, and it will be so monumental that people may not know how to process that. And what, I, what I'm hinting at is all of the audits finally being reported on accurately all of these audits coming out saying hey these people cheated and here's how they cheated and so when you are presented with this kind of information it's going to be very hard very hard to say oh wait wait biden B biden won no 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 he didn't win he didn't win it'll be hard to say that they cheated through and through and here's how they cheated I don't think a lot of people are prepared for that because a lot of people still believe Orange Man is bad. A lot of people still believe in COVID. And by the way, I'm not. I'm already 25 minutes into this. I'm not going to go into all of the COVID uh, articles that I have because I've got a load of them. So the articles, some of the emails, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. But um, so I, I'll leave it with the Trump stuff. I'm a little bit disorganized tonight. Like I said, I was doing a whole bunch of research through the Fauci emails, and I got distracted. Um, so we went down this other road. But the point is, is with all of these audits, with all this stuff coming out, all of these weird occurrences, weird earthquakes going on all over the place, uh, sinkholes, something on a global level is occurring here. And we need to be aware of those things. We need to connect those dots. We need to say that they're not, they are not isolated incidences and they are connected in some way. And I would suspect that we are on the cusp of an awakening. We just had an eclipse. Uh, we're still in, I believe we're still in Mercury in retrograde for a little bit. But, and we all know Trump likes to coordinate his efforts around astrological events. So that's, that's where that's coming from. And so I'm going to leave it there. Like I said, I was a little bit disorganized. I'm a little bit tired. And uh, I went down the Fauci rabbit hole, as disgusting as that sounds. So hopefully I'll have more fun stuff tomorrow. But I will leave it 
with this one email, and there's this woman in all of his emails, Christina Cassetti. I don't know what she is. I assume she's one of Fauci's minions. And Dr. Fauci was emailed by an Ed Charlton, or Edward Charlton, doctor from Ohio. I looked him up, doctor from Ohio. He says, Dr. Fauci, you're the preeminent infectious disease physician in the world. I'm concerned the public has lost perspective on COVID-19. At this point, it would seem the R0 and the CFR, uh, whatever, are more similar to rubella than they are to Ebola, meaning infection rates. Can we remind the public of that? Communicating that influenza will kill more uh, Americans than SARS-2, COVID-19, hasn't gained traction. Might someone like yourself or Dr. Carson communicate more strongly to the public the risks compared to other viruses they are familiar with, like rubella, rubola, varicella, varicella sounds like a drink, etc. All Dr. Fauci emails Christina Cassetti is please handle. So Ed Charlton was out there in Dr. Fauci's emails saying, hey, look, we really shouldn't go overboard with all of this because if we're to look at all the data, COVID-19 is more like rubella and not like Ebola. So maybe we shouldn't really panic about all of this nonsense. Dr. Fauci never responds to him, only says, please handle. Almost, almost like Get in line. Let the, We want to make sure that Mr. Charlton knows to never bring up something like this ever again because we've got an agenda, and that agenda is to make sure Orange Man Bad is kicked out of office. So that's going to be me for tonight. This is Last Call with Chris Michaels. And uh, like I said, tomorrow we're going to get into a lot more when it comes to all of these covid emails and uh covid stories coming out so as always feel free to share i am on anchor spotify and also apple podcasts so that's it for me this is as always chris michaels with last call